Guys, I want to thank you for uh, coming out tonight. Um, I, I want you to know there are chairs. You don't need to stand up. There are chairs. There, I, I see seven chairs right here. Uh, so please feel free to make your way. There's, there's one over here. There's one back there because uh, I'm only going to be about an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, do come, come sit down and, and make yourself at home. Um, plenty of chairs. There's two right in the front. I, I don't blame you for not wanting those. I mean, these poor people must have not have ever been here before. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I do thank you for coming. I, I hope uh, by the time we're done, you will have considered it worthwhile. Gang, um, <clears throat> last October, uh, on a beach in Destin, Florida, uh, I, my wife and I um, uh, vacation alone, and we love it that way, but... Um, um, I had an idea, and I want to say, and I want to hope that the idea was something that God stuck into my head. Um, but you're going to have to be the the evaluator of that. But the idea was this: that I was going to come back, and I was going to get together with a group of guys who were already on the staff of this church, guys that I think are um, are just real stars, um, who are young. And who I could start moving or help to move towards um, a place where they could ultimately take over Grace Evan. Um, I, I believe once you get to know these guys and um, and know uh, the, the quality of their souls, that you will miss me about two weeks, and then you'll forget my first name. Um, now, my, my, my departure is uh, certainly nothing uh, imminent. I, I, I want to be around here long enough, um, if the Lord would allow, uh, to make sure that these men are, um, are in a position um, to take this place over. But I, I'm telling you, if you, if you get to know, um, and, and I'm not saying they're the only ones. I'm just saying they're the young ones. And so I'm just trying to uh, put them in a position where they can lead Grace Evan. Now, so we've been meeting since October. Um, uh, last October, having um, just the most spirited discussions. I, I have said in the past that you know, there are, there are certain things about my job that I, that I really don't like, but there are some things that I really do love, and one of them is meeting with these guys. It is, um, it's life-giving to be with them. But everything that you've, you're seeing, and, every, and, and a lot of, at least until we get to the Bible study, all of the, much of the changes that, you, that you're going to be seeing in the coming weeks and months have, has come from them. Uh, my only idea, my only contribution was to get them together in the first place. And then to um, uh, let them uh, begin to dream uh, has just been fun to watch. So that, that's kind of the setting of, of what you're about to hear, um, uh, at least in terms of the changes that are, that are forthcoming. The Bible study part is not, not uh, it, that's all my fault. You can, you can blame me for that one. Um, guys, um, this is the way that we started. Um, Jason, I, I need the... I wanted the board. <laughs> oh, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Communicate. All right. Let me just do this. Hopefully, you can see it. Um, uh, uh, it. It's not that complex. What you have here um, is a Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, now, 
Um, guys, every Christmas, most of us have Christmas trees, I think. And, but at every home, uh, these Christmas trees are decorated differently. I mean, in our home, uh, my wife insists that our Christmas tree have nothing on it but um, white lights. We can't have red, we can't have blue, we can't have green, we can only have white. And a certain kind of white that only my wife knows to buy. Um, but we only have white lights. Now, I don't know what color you have, but you know, some of you may have, you know, those nasty, sinful red and green ones. Um, but <laughs> I don't know how y'all stand that. But, um, and then some of you um, put, you know, crosses on the top of your Christmas tree. On the top of my Christmas tree is a picture of my dog. Um, if that isn't sick, I don't know what is. Uh, but I mean, that, that, that's, uh, I mean, some of you like to put popcorn on your Christmas tree, which I think is really, you know, cracker barrelly. Um, but, you know, you do these strange things. And then some of you just like, um, uh, you know, homemade ornaments. And some of you like the fancy ornaments, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, um, uh, you know, we all have Christmas trees, but we decorate them differently. Now, guys, here's the point of this story. Um, at Grace Evan, we have a Christmas tree. And the Christmas tree is the regular, faithful, ongoing, accurate proclamation of the Word of God. We are committed to a broadcast of the truth that's contained in that book. That's who we are as a church. We are seeking to faithfully, regularly, weekly, ongoingly, accurately handle this book so that God's people can prosper thereby. Nothing, nothing is ever going to change the Christmas tree. Nothing. Um, everybody on this staff is committed to the, to the, to the guts and the DNA of Gracie Van, which is the faithful, ongoing, continuous, weekly, you know, proclamation of the word of God. We, th- those things are, um, they're non-negotiables for us, okay? However, all this other stuff is up for grabs. Um, in, in most areas, uh, at least in my world, the, uh, the discussion is between what is known as substance and style. That is, um, uh, you, you don't want to tamper with substance, but you are free to tamper with style. Um, there's, there's a whole lot of things that are stylistic about Gracie Van that wouldn't be found at uh, Germantown Baptist, but those things, you know, vary from church to church. And so what we have sought to do without, without in any way touching that, without in any way touching that, we've sought to address some of these things, these stylistic things. And, and basically, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, not basically, but uh, uh, literally, everything that you're going to be seeing is a stylistic change. It has nothing to do with this Christmas tree. This Christmas tree uh, might look a little bit different, but that Christmas tree is always going to be in the back of everything that we do. The faithful, accurate, weekly, ongoing proclamation of God's word with, with, a, with a dependence upon the Holy Spirit to accomplish it. That's what we're trying to do. But we have seen some things that, that can be changed. And I, and I want to mention some of those stylistic things that you're going to see. And they're really, really not that big a deal. Um, most of them are not that big a deal. Um, but, for instance, I guess the first one that you're going to see Sunday morning, 
You know, gang, uh, Grace Event started 23, year, 23 and a half years ago, and I started Grace Event. So one of, the, one of the things that you get to do if you start the church is that you get to design the worship service. You know, nobody else is around. You get to do it. So what you've seen out there, and if you don't like what you see out there, you can blame it on me. I'm the one that did that. I'm the one that made it try to, I tried to make it as simple as possible. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors, nothing slick. Just, uh, you know, uh, sing some songs, uh, take up an offering and preach the word and go home. That was it. That's it. You know, one of the, one of my biases, which I, I'm sure some of you don't particularly uh, agree with, but one of my biases is that I was raised in a Methodist world and we, we did things by rote week after week after week, you know, and I, and I've done this, I've done this 25 times. I probably have done them 20 times within this church. Uh, and I, I've used this illustration in, in my background. Uh, we sang this thing called the Gloria Patri. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning. And I have asked 20 times, more than that. I probably asked you 20 times, tell me, what is the it? Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning and now and ever shall. What's the it? It's a pronoun. It has an antecedent. What's the antecedent of the pronoun it? And I'm telling you, no one has ever told me what the antecedent of the it is. Well, the antecedent is the Trinity. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it refers to the Trinity. But people sing that thing again and again and again and again and again and have no idea what they've sung. And I have, I have just been this I've abominated the idea of doing things rote that we're not thinking about, that have not engaged us. And so what we've got out there is a very simple worship service. You know, there's a, there's a hello, how y'all all doing? We sing some songs, we take up an offering, we preach. That's it. That's all we got. Well, that's about to change. It's not going to change in terms of litur- liturgy. It's going to change in terms of sequence. That's all. Um, we're gonna, what you're going to find on Sunday morning is you're going to find, um, hello, let's pray, uh, let's sing two songs, sit down. Now, for a lot of you, you're really going to be welcoming that sit-down thing. Um, uh, uh, so you get to sit down, and uh, you know, the man who has is, who is given you the announcements for 23 and a half years, moi, he's not doing it anymore. The one who will be doing that are these four guys that I've been meeting with for you know, almost a year now. And, and the primary reason is I want you to get to know them. I want you to see them. I want you to know who they are. I want you to know what's in them. I want you to begin to value them and, 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 and trust them. Because I'm telling you, I do. And um, uh, they are gems. And so those four guys are going to be rotating once a month. And they're going to be doing... So they're going to you know, have a little announcements thing and tell you what's going on in the, in the body. And, you know, and then, and then uh, you know, turn around and shake with the hands with the person that's sitting next to you. And then off we go again. We're going to sing some more, and then I'm going to come up and pray, and then everything would be normal. Now, isn't that a huge change? I mean, doesn't that just set you off on the edge of your, I mean, but that's going to be, that, that's something that you can look forward to. Let me tell you about another one. Uh, I've already had complaints about this tonight. Um, <laughs> I, pro- I have. We haven't even done it yet. And, well, I guess we have done it. Um, the desserts on Wednesday night will be saved to the last. I know that's huge, but guys, Everything that we're doing, everything that we're changing is, is seeking to establish and promote that, that life together. We're going to try to live this thing called Christianity together. And so we're going to put the desserts at the end and we're going to say, stick around, grab you a dessert. 
If you didn't buy supper, that's okay. It's on Big Jim here. Get your dessert. Go sit with somebody. We'll have some decent coffee for you. And, and just hang around and, and get to know other Christians that you worship with. Everything that we're doing, guys, you're going to go out here. This is, got, this is called the gallery. You saw my video today. This, this room out here, it's called the gallery. There's going to be a coffee bar out there. Sunday mornings, um, there's going to be donut holes. How about that? Huh? I know that's wicked. Um, we're going to have donut holes out there. And we're hoping, here's what, here's what we're hoping. Our hope is that you're going to get here maybe five or ten minutes early. Woo! How about that? And, you know, grab yourself a couple of donut holes. Two to a person, that's all you get. Um, and get yourself a cup of coffee, and there's going to be bistro tables all out there. And we're hoping that you're going to plop down with somebody that you love and get to, and share life with them. We're going to get little get little clips, and we're going to we're going to stick a question in the little clip so that you know if you're staring at somebody that you don't know and you don't know how to start your conversation, we're going to have a question there for you so you can say, hey, you know, what about this right here? Y'all want to talk about that? <laughs> because what we're trying to do is to do life together. Gang, you need me, but I need you too. And you're not supposed to live this thing by yourself. And you're going to hear that over and over and over again in this series that I'm about to do. Guys, we're going to try to make it difficult on you. We're going to try to make it hard on you to live your Christian life anonymously. You you shouldn't be living it like that. And so we're going to promote things that will help you try and, and, and... and live more really. Hi, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Of course, my wife just left me and my kids are on drugs, but I'm just fine. <clears throat> what we're hoping, guys, is that some of these little changes, by right, right out here, I'm so excited about this little indention out there. On the video, I called it a nook. We're going to have books out there for you. And, it, and you want to buy one? You can buy one. It's, a, you know, it's a, the, uh, we're not even going to, you just drop your money on a slot, you know, or you can steal it if you like. <laughs> but we're hoping that it will encourage, we're hoping that when a visitor comes here, he'll, look, he'll stand in front of the book nook and he'll say, huh, I know who these people are just by seeing who the, the authors that they love. Those are going to be out there. By the way, they're chosen by the staff. And we're going to refresh that on a, 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 you know, on a weekly basis or so. But, but those are just some of the things, guys, that you're going to, you're going to be seeing. We're, we're, we're going to encourage you to be on time. We're going to encourage you to be here early even in the hopes that, in the hope that you'll build a deeper sense of community. Now, um, th- that's just about all you're going to see, the, the, the desserts. I know that's a big, oh, 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 this is a biggie. You're not going to like this one. Gang, um, the elders of this church have established two formal times of worship, uh, Sunday morning and Wednesday night. What we're saying to you is whatever meetings that you have to have, and there's always meetings in here on, on Wednesday night, whatever meetings you have to have, we want to ask you to have those meetings either before or after this worship time. We're not, we're not asking you to come in there and hear that great Bible teacher, Dr. Young. We're asking you to come in and be with God's people. You know, guys... Because you need this. You need life together. Now, um, I've got about 18 minutes left, and I want to tell you why. I want to tell you, I, I want to tell you why you need life together. Okay? 
If you've got a Bible, you might want to start flipping through it because we've just transitioned to the Bible study part. Um, I'm starting in Romans 7. But guys, I bet you've heard this before. I mean, you've heard this statement before. It's, um, it's Paul's great statement, the good that I would, I do not do, but the very evil I, I, I hate, I find myself doing. You've heard of that before. You know, there's all this controversy about whether Paul is, is describing his before Christian days or his Christian days. Most anybody that with a half a brain knows that Paul is describing his, his days as a believer. And he looks at his experience as a believer and he says, <clears throat> you know what? This downright frustrates me. The good that I would, I do not do, but the very evil I hate, I find myself doing. By the way, it's in uh, Romans chapter 7, oh, um, uh, verse 15. For what I will do, to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. Does anybody else in here have that experience besides me? You know, I want to do right. I have the desire to do right. But every time I desire to do right, I find myself doing the opposite of what's right. And, and Paul goes on to explain that. He goes on to explain, you know, one of the, the, the big problem is, keep reading with me, um, verse 18, for I know that in me that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. He's talking about a believer, ladies and gentlemen. And he says, for to will is present in me. Yes, 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 I've got the will to do right. But how to perform what is good, I do, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, I will not to do, that's what I practice. Anybody else in here struggle like that? Uh, keep reading. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. Now, here's what I want you to see. Verse 21. I find then a law that is that evil is present with me. Gang, do you know what the apostle Paul has just said about himself? The good that I would, I do not do, but the very evil that I hate, that's what I find myself doing. And here's the explanation for that. There is within me a law that loves sin. Do you know that about yourself? Do you know that that's who you are? <clears throat> oh, no, Jimmy. You're the only woman that likes to look down a woman's blouse. Oh, that's pretty raw. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Raw as it can get. Because that's who we are. We're a broken people. And even in our regenerate states, we are a people who have a principle of sin that abides within us. Did you know that? By the way, Jesus says it a couple of times in Luke 11 and Matthew chapter 7. He says, if you then being evil, know how to give your kids good gifts, how much more of the father? Do you hear what he says about you? Do you hear what he says about us, ladies and gentlemen? He says, if you then being evil, yes, that's what I am. And so are you. As regenerate people, as people who know and love the Lord Jesus Christ, we have a law within us that makes sin attractive. Is that not awful? That what we've got within us is this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing going on? 
That's what we have, ladies and gentlemen. That's who you are. That's who I am. And by the way, I got one more. Actually, I got two more. If you can find the book of Numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. It's the fourth book in the Bible. Numbers chapter 15. And by the way, guys, I'm reading to you from the King James. And there's all kinds of other versions about this, but this is the best one. The new King James says it the best. But the others say basically the same thing. But they use uglier words. They use the word whoredom. You know, somebody called me this summer and got all over me because I used the word rape in, in, the, in the pulpit. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I find them in the Bible. Whoredom, man. I'm not supposed to say that word either. Well, the text did. But th- th- this one doesn't. We cleaned it up for all of you prudes. Um, <laughs> but listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in uh, Numbers chapter 15. God comes to Moses and he says to Moses, Moses, listen to me. I want you to tell all those people that are following you, I want you to tell them to make tassels for their clothes. Put little tassels on the, you know, their, on the pants. Put little tassels on their coats and their shirts. And, you know, I want you, to, I want you to tell them that I want them to wear tassels on all their clothes. Well, what the devil is that for? Uh, verse 39. Numbers 15, 39. And you shall have the tassel that you may look upon it and remember. Remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them. Do you see what God is saying? I want you to have tassels on your clothes so that when every time you see that tassel, you can say, oh, the commands of God, I'm supposed to obey them. I, I, I put those tassels on there so you can be reminded. I'm not done, ladies and gentlemen. Keep on reading. Uh, so that you can remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Look at it. And that you may not follow the harlotry to which your own heart and your own eyes are inclined. Do you see that? I want you to put those tassels on your clothes so they'll remind you of my commandments and that you'll obey them. And so that you won't follow the inclinations of your own heart and eyes. By the way, oh, well, he's just talking to those unbelieving Jews. No, ma'am. He's talking to Aaron. He's talking to Joshua. He's talking to Caleb. He's talking to Phineas. And he says to Phineas, you know what, Phineas? You need regular reminders of the commandments of God because there is within you, Phineas, an inclination, an inclination in your own heart to follow evil. Do you know that's in your heart? Do you know that that's there, ladies and gentlemen? Do you know that? Do you believe that? This is who we are as the people of God. We have this principle of sin that makes sin attractive. And we've got this inclination that drives us towards pursuing it. Why is sin so attractive to us? Because of that, that law within me. I got one more. It's Psalm 119, verse 25. I got I to gotta hurry. But David says in Psalm 119, he says, My soul cleaves to the dust. Now, gang, at this point, 
you've got to have somebody interpreting the Bible for you. You know, I have probably one of the finest theological libraries any place any in this city. Um, I, if it's not the finest one, it's in the top three theological. But I'm telling you, I hadn't got enough in my library to help me explain or somebody to explain to me Psalm 119 verse 25. But I can say this much pretty safely. David says, my soul cleaves to the dust. My soul cleaves to that which is earthy. My soul cleaves to that which is non-heavenly. Yes! Yours does too. Your soul cleaves to the dust. You have an inclination to follow and love sin. You've got a principle within that renders you incapable of doing that which you even want to do. Do you believe that? Do you believe that's who you are? Because one other thing, and I'm almost done. It's in that Psalm 119 verse 25. David says, my soul cleaves to the dust. And then he says, here's the solution. He says, revive me according to your word. Revive me. I don't have any tassels on my clothes anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't get reminders anymore. God, would you revive me according to your word? Would you take your word and use it to refresh my soul and to remind me of your commandments so that I will not pursue my own inclinations to sin? Ladies and gentlemen, do you want to have an affair? Oh, no, 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 Dr. Young. Well, let me just tell you this. You got the potential. So do I. And if I do not have something that reminds... I don't have any tassels on my clothes. We don't have any tassels for you, ladies and gentlemen. We got no tassels for you. But let me tell you what we do have. We have a Christmas tree. And we regularly, faithfully, accurately, ongoingly teach this. So. Get in here. Oh, so that we can hear Dr. Young and his great Bible teaching. No! So that you can be reminded of the commandments of God so that you will not follow the inclinations of your eyes and heart to go sin some more. That's what life together is, ladies and gentlemen. You need this more than you need another soccer game. And listen to me, mothers. So do your children. 
They have that same inclination within them. And the only solution there is, ladies and gentlemen, is that God might revive us according to his word. Yeah, but you know, it's just so hard. Uh, You know, I got a long day and I worked hard. Okay, I got it. I got it, ladies and gentlemen, and I understand, and that's very real and legitimate, and I'm not trying to demean it, but I'm telling you, there's something bigger than your fatigue, and that is this principle within you to go pursue sin. Is that what you want? No, Dr. I don't want. Okay, then what's the solution? The solution is that we might all be revived. By God and his word. I can tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. You show up here on a Wednesday night and Sunday morning, and we as the teachers of God's word might put you to sleep because we're so poor at it. But you still need it. Not because you need what I teach, but you need refreshment from God and his word. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not seek to make changes so that you can be refreshed, I'm telling you, you do not believe Romans 7.21. You do not believe Numbers 15.39. You do not believe Matthew 7 verse 11. You do not believe that you are evil. You don't believe it. Or you wouldn't neglect your souls like you do. You know the book that we begged you to read, which... You probably haven't, but in, there's still time. But in that book, were you to read it, you're going to find this quote by J.C. Ryle. Let me warn all careless members of churches to beware lest they trifle their souls into hell. You live on year after year as if there was no battle to be fought with sin, the world, and the devil. You pass through a life, a smiling, laughing, gentleman-like or lady-like person and behave as if there was no devil, no heaven, and no hell. Oh, careless churchman or careless dissenter or careless Episcopalian or careless Presbyterian or careless independent, careless Baptist, awake to see eternal realities in their true light. Awake and put on the armor of God. Awake. And fight hard for life. Tremble, tremble, and repent. You know why you need to tremble, ladies and gentlemen? Because we got a principle of sin within us. And if we neglect our souls long enough, there's no telling where we're all going to end up. So, Stay home. I I said to you Sunday, you know, come once. You don't ever have to come again. I mean that. I mean it. But I, I can just tell you this. This is what it means. I have not yet been fully impressed with the propensity to sin that I find in my own heart. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't offer you tassels. We offer you a Christmas tree. We offer you life together. We offer you a place where you can sit with another Christian and confess your sin and have somebody pray with you.
We offer you a place where God's word is honored and where Jesus Christ is exalted. And I can tell you, you need that more than you need your next breath. Because you have an inclination to chase after harlotry with your eyes and with your heart. You found yours yet? Yeah, you have. You have, haven't you? All of us have. So, what's the remedy? Wearing tassels? Go get you some. See how it works. I'll tell you, the only remedy that I, that I know of is the one where David says, my soul clings to the dust, oh God. Would you see fit to revive me according to your word? That's what I wanted to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Everything that's going on here is designed to make this place a place where your souls might be revived by the regular, faithful, ongoing, accurate handling of the Word of God. If you choose to say, I don't need that, guess you don't remember or you don't believe what Paul and what numbers and song. I guess you don't believe that. Because if you believe that that's you that's being described, you will race to all opportunities to have your soul refreshed. Come be with us, ladies and gentlemen. This place is designed. We're going to try to make it hard for you to live anonymously. You need me. And I need you. And we need each other. And we're going to live out this Christian life together. Oh God, I pray that you might convince your people that you might convince them that the need is great not any greater than any other Christian in any other spot on the planet. But the need is great for us to, to nourish our souls, to protect them from all of the tendencies that are already there, and then to live our lives in a world that wants to see us fail, wants to see us ruined like they are. And I pray, O oh God, that you will make Grace Evan a safe haven for all the broken people that we are. We got nothing to be puffy about. We got nothing to be uppity about. But what we do have is a book. A book that will tell us about who you are, what you love, what you hate. And might our souls be refreshed every time it's opened. Might your people find themselves growing in health as they immerse themselves in the life that is going on in this place. We commit ourselves to that, Father, praying, knowing.
that none of it will happen unless your Holy Spirit unctions it all. Because unless the Lord builds the house, we who seek to build it will build in vain. Tabernacle among us. Come, be in, come confront us with our sin, Father. Come tell us about the finished work of Jesus Christ for sinners over and over and over again so that we might live in a way that gives you glory. We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys, there's dessert that's right back there for you. It'll be rolled out.